Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruno, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Uh, we are in the press box once again uh, after LSU defeats Florida, 52 to 35, um, in a game where it actually went back and forth in the third quarter. And I looked over to you, said, "Wait, it's the only the third quarter." And we no, were. You looked at me. I know. You I looked there at was you. Two minutes left in the game. No, I, I thought there was five minutes left in the game. I was. The game was took forever. It was a three-hour and like forty-five-minute game. Um, and but no, there was more left. And sure enough, in the fourth quarter, LSU was able to pull away and uh, win this game, <laughs> fairly convincingly, seventeen points. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would ask you where you want to start, but to me, it's fairly obvious. Even yes. though Brian Kelly didn't want to start with him. Uh, he wanted to give a shout out to Noah Kane and Josh Williams, and shout out to them, you know, for stepping up. Uh, hope John Emery's okay. Uh, you know, shout out to those two guys. But ultimately, Jaden Daniels is the story, has been the story all year, and just basically cemented himself at least, you know, in the lead for the Heisman, and at least in the conversation uh, going into the last couple weeks. Yeah, two more games, and obviously the three losses is the big thing that everyone is going to circle, but. The Heisman has been won by quarterbacks before with yep. three losses. So that's not the end of the world, I don't think, especially when you look at the level he's playing at, which is unbelievable. And Matty B, one of your best bets this week, it hit, uh, but was Jaden Daniels to throw for over 260, 70, 80 yeah. yards. And a reason being he was coming through concussion protocol. So you said, well, they aren't going to run him all night. And it wasn't designed runs. He just took off and scrambled and became the first college football player ever. This is not a misprint. You're not mishearing it. 
to throw for 350-plus in a game and run for 200-plus in a game. And he was only a little bit behind Thomas Castellanos at Boston College for the nation's lead uh, in rushing yards by a quarterback. So I'm going to guess he's going to enter this next week with the most total yards in football by any player, top three in passing yards by any player, maybe back to one, and number one by rushing yards by a quarterback uh, in college football. There isn't a better player. And Brian Kelly said it after the game. He said, either the Heisman's a popularity contest or it goes to the best player. Yeah. And I think Jane's actually popular. I'm not sure how popular. <laughs> I, I don't know how popular Pinnock's and Bo Nix are. Yeah. I mean, you know, both have had to transfer. and when, I mean, well, Jane Daniels had to transfer as well. But uh, Jane Daniels, five-star out of high school. Like, everybody's known how good he has been and how you know, what he's been capable of. But this year – the way he's been able to play, the way he's manipulated defenses, the comfort that, that he's in within this offense. Denbrock deserves credit. The offensive line deserves credit. The running backs, receivers, everybody deserves credit. But Jaden Daniels is the one making the plays happen. And whenever the plays don't work out, he's the reason why they're able to get 15 yards on a first down out of nothing. And it just it kills defenses because you can't guard him. You can't if you spy him, the receivers kill you. If you don't spy him, he runs all over you. If you blitz him, you have one on ones, and he he's been incredibly accurate the entire season on those. If you don't blitz him, he has all day to throw, and he could beat you either way. So it's just it's an impossible task. I say going into the game. I mean, yes, that was my best bet, but he um, I think he quadrupled his rushing prop in this I think it was 51 or 54 or something and he ends with 234 I mean yeah it was uh, an unbelievable night wow what was it combined uh, 17 completions for 372 and three touchdowns only 12 rushes but 234 yards two touchdowns combining for five touchdowns combining for well uh, whatever 372 plus 234 is and it's you, funny if you, you have that off the top of your head Matty B with your good math um I mean probably that's 596? No, gosh, 606. 626. 620. That's a lot of yards. You are, that math's not right. That math isn't mathing? 372 plus 234? Is it 234? 606. Oh. 606. Okay, 606. Okay. So over, over 600 <laughs> yards by Jaden. Uh, LSU goes for over 700 yards yeah. against Florida. Um, this is the best. I know 2019 is so fresh on everyone's mind, but this offense is unbelievable. I mean, every week they'll go out, and with a bad defense, it's going to give up points, just keep putting up answers. And at halftime, this game was 17-14, and LSU scores five straight touchdowns in the second half. They get the ball a six-time, and they kneel it out the clock. So yeah. they scored on every play, or every drive every, in the second yeah, half. Every drive. Only faced one-third down in the second half. Um, last thing I have on Jaden Daniels rushing, I included this in my takeaways, but the rushes, 14 yards, 51 yards, 27 yards, 85 yards, 38 yards, and 14 yards. Um, there's a couple of you know low, uh, smaller gains in there as well. But what just, did you like just, the 85-yarder more yeah. or the 50-yarder? The, like the scramble where he then kind of zigged and zagged. <laughs> On the 85-yarder, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I told you I was like, oh, he's gone. But like, like the 10-yard line. Even, like before he even crossed the line, line of scrimmage. I was like, oh, he's gone because the only guy back was the safety. And I was like, he's going to outrun the safety. The question is if he gets tired and they catch him at the end, which happens a lot with running backs. But I, I was at a, I'm at a loss for words. Like that one, and then like you said, the 51, 52, whatever it was, yard run, that run was impressive because Florida had just retaken the lead. And you're like, oh, LSU's about to – like Caleb Jackson, you know, fumbles uh, the kickoff and they Florida goes down and scores and boom. You're like, wow, this is – 
the, the entire momentum of the game has shifted. And then Jaden Daniels is like, yeah, just hold on one second. All right, boom, we're back in the lead. Jaden Daniels, that run was also incredible. Yeah, uh, that what it was uh, at the time, uh, Florida had taken a 28-24 lead. Uh, and then Jaden had that 51-yard run. Uh, prior to that, the 85-yard run comes after uh, LSU had extended the lead to 10-7 to and then uh, to 17-7. So unbelievable performance by Jaden, one of the best players in LSU football history, no doubt. Uh, and I'll give you one more Jaden stat. We'll move on. Uh, this is courtesy of Todd Politz and Michael Bonnett, uh, stat guru Todd, and then Michael Bonnett, the SID at LSU. Um, obviously, Daniels became – he was the first true freshman ever to start at quarterback for Arizona State, and he spent time three yep. years there before coming to LSU and now two years at LSU. He is the uh, first player ever in NCAA history to throw for 12,000 yards and rush for 3,000. So it's uh, – not only does he break the single-game record, but now he owns the career record for passing and rushing by a quarterback. So by definition, he's the best dual-threat quarterback that's ever played I college mean, football statistically. I mean, he's literally Lamar Jackson legs, and I think he's been better as in terms of college as, as a passer. He's been a better passer than Lamar Jackson. He has better receivers, obviously, too. But, like, he is just a hyperbole. Like, you can't give enough accolades. You can't give enough hyperbole to what he's done. You can't give enough recognition to Jaden Daniels because I what he's done against the SEC, and you, we've talked about before, LSU has had the toughest schedule in the country, or at least the top five – schedule in the country through like six seven eight weeks it continues to go and he continues to put up the numbers against everybody against I'm like oh you know Auburn's defense maybe gives him trouble no um Alabama he was terrific so Jaden Daniels uh yeah we've spent enough time on him but I could we could dedicate a whole podcast to him but it's just too that it's the jump from last year where he had already shown yep. growth from Arizona State but now it was this he, well, he won't throw it deep. He doesn't throw it deep. That's yeah. why we need to play Nussmeyer. He's the best deep ball passer in college football. That's the And biggest. he's realized, too, that you can't overthrow Malik and Brian Thomas. <laughs> yeah. They'll just go down and get it. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is the development. You don't see development like that from year four to five. Graham Mertz changed complete systems, changed teams, and you see him now having a better year. He's still, you know, he's not on Jay Davis level, but that's the type of – seismic you know overhaul that it takes to yeah. see a change like that jane daniels has the same offensive coordinator same receiver same offensive line uh i guess a little bit better running back logan Diggs, but like it's the same team it's him that has taken uh, trevor etienne was pretty good tonight too so i mean that's oh yeah no mertz mertz is they've uh, got a run game no no mertz yeah i wasn't talking about mertz though it was like mertz overhauled your system and he's great but daniels has the oh, same yeah, system and he's the difference like he's the one taking that massive step forward um yeah dude he's he's fantastic i just it's so much fun watching him play i'm sad it's only you know three more games he's got a real shot at the heisman which is wild uh, lsu gets a heisman from billy cannon and you go in eternity and then you feel like a once-in-a-lifetime player like joe burrow comes around who's a number one pick and yep. Will go on to do and is doing amazing things in the NFL. Um, and he said this week, I, I went to school at Ohio State. I played football at LSU, yes. even though he does have a degree from LSU. I don't so. think we have to worry about Arizona State claiming uh, Jaden uh, no, Daniels. No, no, they, they were burning <laughs> they his were, stuff in the locker room. They were not room. happy there. Uh, but uh, for us now, to just a few years later, be talking about another quarterback maybe winning the Heisman. Which, Maddie B, I know you're younger, but uh, all these LSU fans listening, a majority of them lived through a lot of years where they had no offense. Um, in fact. And, and in this year they did in 2003, but it was the 20th anniversary of the 2003 national championship team. Nick Saban's team got honored at halftime here, yep. uh, and that team played. They went 13 and one, 
and they only had a team score over 20 points once. Yeah. Imagine if that that was this a LSU little team. different. A little if this, different. If that was this LSU team. Yeah. They would beat everybody 60 to 14 or whatever. Yeah, it would literally be the best team of all time. Like you paired this offense with a, a solid to I mean obviously a great defense like that. But uh uh one, I mean we can wrap up on the offense now. Uh the What else did you like? I mean receivers. this is a night where Kyron Lacey wasn't didn't have any catches. Chris Dude. Hilton got in for a couple. It's Mason Taylor caught one ball. Josh Williams had one catch, but it went for 45 yards. It's the – I mean, Brian and Malik had six catches. They go for 150 each, basically, every week. It's, it's unbelievable. So, like, the, the other team knows what's yeah, coming. They're else. throwing it to these yeah. two players, and Daniels is going to throw a run at. Yeah, because Mason Taylor, we've talked about it before, Mason Taylor hasn't been the receiving target that they, you know, that he was last year. Um, for obvious reasons, they're being more vertical. They're not looking to check down as much. They're not throwing to the running backs. They're not throwing to Hilton. They're not throwing to Anderson. You go down the list – it's literally those two, and they are so good that it doesn't – like, you have to bracket them. You have to have safety help. You have to have all this help, but you can't do that when Jane Downs is running all over you, and you can't do it when uh, LSU's uh, run game with – you know, when it's usually Logan Diggs, I mean, is running all over you. So it's it's pick your poison literally. I know that, that phrase is used a lot, but I've never seen an offense where it's literally you can't stop everything you can't even stop two things they've hit you the, can maybe stop one and then you're like all right we're gonna get beat three other ways they hit the over again they, they're now i think they've hit the over in every single yep. game this nine, year now ten. uh nine straight games lsu ten. is 10 straight games Jeez. lsu seven and three uh vegas is going to have a tough time to say i feel comfortable putting an 80 what five 87 as the over under i mean yeah, that's they're what, gonna have to yeah they're gonna have to raise a, it that's what you're dealing Georgia with State, Coming up, you know. You just I, don't even put Georgia that one on the board. Don't even. Team total is going to be like 55. 70 something. 70. So, yeah, um, that's all I got on the, the offense. The offense is amazing. The offensive line, I thought, struggled early. It got a lot better in the second half. Um, you know, that happens. I, I thought Florida's defensive line was the strength of its defense, and it was. That's normal, I think, to struggle a little bit early. But when you have Jaden Daniels, it doesn't really matter. Uh, hope John Emery's okay, like I said. But, um did not look good. Dan, um, uh, Daniels did get sacked four times tonight, so yeah, it was I, a little bit more than usual, yeah. um, but made up for it clearly by running and throwing all over the field. Yeah. Uh, and as we wrap up on offense, quick shout-out. Uh, Josh Williams stepped in for Logan Diggs, got the start. 11 carries for 30 yards, but he put in a touchdown early and then had um, a really nice catch uh, that set up another score, yeah. uh, I guess by Caleb Williams maybe on that run. I can't remember, but uh, caught it and ran for 45 yards. And then Noah Kane comes in five for 25, and he comes in because I think probably because Caleb Jackson fumbled that kickoff. <laughs> yeah. John Emery gets hurt. Logan Diggs already wasn't available, so Kane, okay, now it's your time. And Brian Kelly's talked about that before, about the patience that Kane's had, that he was the number two back like on this team last year, really. He yep. was the goal line guy. He scored all the rushing touchdowns when they got down in the red zone, and he's had to take a back seat, but he goes in tonight and has a huge play in the passing game on third down where he catches yeah. that ball and gets into the end zone. And that really was kind of the end of it for Florida. Uh, I guess at that point, um, if I'm checking out the drive chart, uh, it put LSU up by 10. Uh, Etienne answers with a touchdown, but then two more for LSU is yeah. puts it away. Um, yeah, 702 yards or 701 yards, whatever it was, 11.5 yards per play is just 
it's obscene. It's it's double of what a normal team puts up. Like six yards per play is like a decent number, solid number. LSU on the year I think is averaging like nine or something or eight and a half. Uh, to put up 11.2 against an SEC team, I don't care who's on the field. I mean, is is obscene. I, well, I, I don't got anything else. And it, this was a game that was 17-14 at halftime. LSU had 342 yards in the first yeah. half, but only 17 points. Yeah. They a drive ended at the one where they get stuffed three straight times. They have another turnover on downs, and then they uh, ended up punting. So, and then you kicked a field goal. So yeah. it, this game could have been. I mean, they could have dropped. Yeah. 60 something on them. And it not have been out of the realm of anything. It was yardage wise. I mean, yardage wise, if you look at all the seven hundred yard games in, in college football history, I'm pretty sure most have hit sixty points. And I mean, that's that's how good of a performance it was. Um, a couple of quick stats, and then uh, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, Fifty-two points, seven hundred and one yards, five straight TDs after the half. Then they knelt out the clock, like I said. Uh, the Jane Daniel stat: first player in history for three fifty plus uh, passing and two hundred plus running in one game. And then uh, a stat that I thought was good that you added on to, um, LSU only had six third downs tonight, which is going to be the lowest on the season for them. And you pointed out five were in the first half. So in the second half, they score five straight touchdowns and kneel it out. And in the same time, only face one third down. Yeah, I mean, like you said, to go to your point of 350 yards in the first half, they were one of five on third downs. Like imagine if you just convert two or three, like uh, the one on the end zone, obviously, the one – Whatever. But um, I don't have anything else in the offense. That's All right. Well, we'll uh, – <laughs> A little def- quick – Oh, good. Do that. Yeah, a little quick shout-out to Andy Ludicky, who uh, sponsors the post-game podcast each week for us on the Bengal Tiger. Um, and he runs My Perfect Franchise. We've talked to you guys about it. Uh, you can go to myperfectfranchise.net uh, and check out what he's all about. But uh, he breaks it down for us every week. And it's um, really what he's basing it on is if you're wanting to leave the rat race of corporate America, if you're – looking for a second job or you know or a second source of income if you're trying to set something up to pass along to your kids um, maybe it's just going in with some friends on a business anything that you're thinking about uh, my perfect franchise is there for and Andy Ludicky has been doing it for a long time now uh, and he runs multiple franchises has helped thousands of people out uh, get their franchises set up uh, and the best part is service is 100% free to call him ask questions about it, and just get into those opening steps of, okay, here's the money I have, or maybe what I'm thinking, or what I'm good at, or what area I'd like to do, or uh, any of it, um, Andy can help you out. And he's already helped out a ton of people on the Bengal Tiger. So uh, shout out to Andy. Thank you again for everything and the support. Uh, you can call him, 404-973-9901. That's 404-973-9901. Um, and Andy at myperfectfranchise.net is his email or just go to myperfectfranchise.net. There you go. Moving on, defense. Um, look, I know they gave up 35 points, Matty B, but um, and they gave up 14 in the first half, but then 21 in the second half. It really doesn't matter because you're scoring a million points and beating them pretty soundly. I will say, however, though, that they – I liked at the very end that they didn't let them score. Yes. That showed some – it didn't matter if they scored – Maybe just some betters. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people were watching that. The betters. <laughs> the, but the 15 in mind. Uh, that Brian Kelly said that, like that Savion Jones bat down or ever had it was like, okay, they got down to the five on a yep. long drive, and it's like buckle in, guys, and they did. Also, this was a game where, what, Florida put up 488 yards. That's not great. 
But in the first half, they only had 196. Like, I thought, yeah, the defense it, was solid. The, in the, first the half. defense was solid in the first half. Our, we can never expect perfection. We we really cannot expect them to be middle of the road. They have not proven that at any point this season. Uh, they have steadily been ranked in really the 100s in total defense and scoring defense. But you do enough on nights like tonight where, yeah. all right, you made some key stops. You forced some punts here and there. Uh, I'd have to look at the drive Forced chart. a fumble to, uh, on Mertz. So it I goes uh, – God, Florida had a lot of possessions. Uh, they open with a touchdown. 13. Then they have a fumble. Then they punt, punt, touchdown, and then it's halftime. Yeah. So that's a really good first yes. half. Yes. I thought the first half, to, obviously to our point, like LSU's offense wasn't finishing drives. They weren't, you know, getting those touchdowns to really open it up. And the defense backed them up. Like that's that's complimentary football here. You know the offense eventually is going to get it going. So – like in the Arkansas game, for instance, we, we kind of saw the defense give up a couple touchdowns and Arkansas took a lead, but um, eventually they're able to buckle down. Like, that's the complimentary football you want. And ideally, and, you know, go back to the losses, like that's where you would have hoped defense could get just one key stop there and get the offense another chance. They did that tonight um, yeah. in the first half especially. So. I know people are going to look at 35 points and 488 yards and just be like, God, the defense is terrible. They're, we know what they are, yes. but – it comes down at this point to, like, what are you doing that's timely enough to give you chances to yes. win? And as you noted, the first half, very good there with their rundown. They come out of halftime, punt right away, force them into a punt, uh, and then they give up some touchdowns. But the first touchdown they gave up, 75-yard drive, but it's only four plays. So it, it's these big plays that happens, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're back in the end zone. The other one comes off of a Caleb Jackson fumble where on a kickoff where you've just scored – and now they only need to go 23 yards, and they score a touchdown. Uh, other than that, they had that 75-yard drive for a touchdown late in the third quarter, and then at the very end they drove down but didn't get in. Yep. Um, but, yes, you allowed some touchdowns, but you ended the game with two turnover on downs. You had a punt forced, two punts for, forced in the second half. You'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I said going – this <clears> was – exactly how I expected the game to go. I've expected um, Florida's run game to be good, you know, but maybe not rip off big runs. But that, like, kind of Florida's offense the entire year has been, like, death by a thousand cuts type stuff. It has been very Graham Mertz um, averages, like, eight yards per, per attempt. You know, he's not airing it out 30 yards down the field. Um, they are very efficient, and they were tonight. Um, so nothing about this performance surprised me at all. LSU was able to get a couple stops because Florida can't hit the big home run play. Um, I said on the podcast, verbatim, Florida's going to score five touchdowns in this game. I had them scoring 38 points. They scored 35. Nothing about this surprised me. And you could say that's not a good thing because, you know, 35 points. But this team has gone through 10 games now. We know what this team is. We know where their deficiencies are. We know that they are shorthanded in a lot of spots. At this point, it's just about getting enough stops to win the game. That's all that matters, to beat Florida, to beat Texas A&M, to end the year 9-3, and three, and then eventually hopefully 10-3. and three. Like, that's all that matters right now. This is, not about, um, this is not about getting to a playoff game. This is not about being perfect. This is not about even taking strides forward in the next two weeks to, to be at your best when you get into the playoff or SEC title game. No, this is about winning the game that's in front of you, and I thought the defense did enough to win the game in front of them. They held – I mean, Florida only averaged 6.1 yards per play. And right. I know, like like I said, that's like a very average number. Now, you put them together in Florida, like it felt like every single play was getting six yards. But uh, that's, that's kind of what happened. So, 
I mean, I don't want to say credit to the defense, but they did their job as about as well as you could realistically ask them to do against, in my opinion, a Florida offense that is pretty good. It's not a great offense, but it's a pretty good Florida offense, and I said that in the preview podcast. And, um, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, boo, your prediction was 49-38. to 38. Yeah. That's very close. Very close. There were two, two people on our board that had uh, – what was it? It was 49 – or no, it was 52-34 was the closest one, first of all. So one point off. Uh, I think shout-out to Hester had that one. And then I think Tiger Ranch had, uh, I don't remember, 52-38, something along those lines. So shout-out to those two. Y'all, y'all win the awards. Um, I'm in third. The uh, I went 38-27. It was 38-27, like with two minutes left in the <laughs> 38-28 with like two minutes left yeah. in the third quarter. Um, and Billy went 47-20, which um, – a lot he of got, faith. He, he had a lot of faith in the offense, which came through. Uh, but you win with that. 49-38 is very close to a 52-35 final. Um, anything else on the defense? Uh, I will say, let's say Andre Sam got ejected. Brian Kelly was not too pleased I about the targeting call. Um, and really said, look, he did not hold back on his words. He said the guy, talking about Dallas Turner, that hit Jaden Daniels a week ago was trying to hit him and knock him out of the game. He said, our guy's trying to make a tackle 25 yards downfield low, like at at the waist. Honestly, like a low percentage tackle even. Like it's not even like he was – I mean, yeah. To me, I I was shocked they were reviewing it. I was shocked it was obviously targeting. Um, You could argue, you know, obviously the crown of the helmet stuff, but – that is a tackle that is made in every football game. Whenever mm-hmm. a running back ducks their head very low, almost to their waist, and the only way to get under them is to obviously dive at their feet almost or their their lower, lower legs. And um, it's called, I, you know, you could argue it's a weak tackle. It's not a good tackle, obviously, but I, can't, but I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he could maybe get hurt on that play. I mean, lowers his – yeah, no, yeah, Andre Sam, oh, Sam lowering his neck too much or something yeah. like that. But – and he just got bounced off. He just bounced off yeah. him. It's probably the one targeting call that's ever happened where the player was, like, thrown to the side on the play. It didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. That, like, the offensive player did not even feel it almost and just kind of bounced off and kept going. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything more on the defense. Uh, I, I thought the defensive line showed flashes. I'm Braden Swenson. Um, I know I had Harold Perkin, I, th- I think, as my player of the game, but I should have stuck with Harold um, Braden Swenson. I thought Braden Swinson was, year, was really, really solid. And uh, Paris Shand also had a PBU, had a sack. So shout-out to those two. I know I'm forgetting somebody that had uh, so, some plays, but um, Harold Perkins, one sack, one t- I mean, the TFL. Um, yeah, overall, uh, you know, good, good enough performance, good enough. Very much so. And you go into Georgia State next week, you're going to cruise there, and then you get A&M, who – Put it on Mississippi State today. Mississippi State is not God, any good. They're so bad. They're, yeah. they're not good at all. But um, we'll see what their quarterback situation looks like for the Aggies in a couple of weeks with Mac Johnson and his health or if they're bringing Wigman back or whatever's happening. I don't yeah. know what's going on in College Station. They're down to QB3 today, but that was no issue. They rolled right over um, a pretty bad state team. Uh, but 7-3 and three on the year right now. Two games left, chance to go 9-3, and three, and then a chance to get to another 10-win season, which would be uh, pretty good for the first two years of Brian Kelly era. Yeah. That's, you, that's, you take it. That's, that's the goal. I mean, that's what we talked about. Um, you know, if you offer offer LSU fans two years ago a 10-4 and a 10-3 and start with an SEC title game appearance in there, you, you take that. You take that. And uh, also you could throw in now potentially a Heisman Trophy, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is this going to be fun. And, you know, the losses have been losses to three 
Um, you know, Ole Miss just got rocked today, but I still consider them a pretty good team. So two top 10 teams and an Ole Miss team that is good, all three on the road. Uh, we've covered that before. I think this is – this. no matter where LSU finished this, finishes the year ranked, if they go 10-3, and three, I think this is very comfortably a top 20 team in the country this year. Oh, yeah, they're 19 now, so yeah, like you're just going to keep climbing. Keep climbing. So, I mean, top 15 team in the country. I mean, you put – you put them in Vegas against whoever in the at the edge of the top ten. Heck, if you play if they played Ole Miss right now, they'd probably be a, like favored by two or three points on a neutral side. So, people know how good the LSU team is. Um, obviously, it's disappointing to lose those three games, but at this point, go ten and three, win the Heisman if you're Jaden Daniels. And yeah, I, mean, I can't believe we're talking about here with the ability to win a Heisman. Like it's we incredible. were just thinking for the past few weeks, can he keep his name in the race? Yeah. Not that he wasn't going to put up the numbers, but just would they just kind of out of sight, out of mind, yeah. and because they had three losses, you can't ignore this. He's no, can't. he's like flashing you on can't. prime time for did you see, 606 uh, yards. Did you see on game day? This, there was a thread on our board about game yeah, day. Yeah, they didn't, didn't have, like name him. Didn't in have there. him in like the top eight, even though he's obviously um, in the eight top eight in Vegas. Uh, they had like Milrow and stuff on there. So um, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I think that's that is, in my opinion, that is should be a priority. Not. You know, you don't go into the game saying, "All right, we need a stat pad, Jane Daniels." But hey, this is—that's a big deal if you're Brian Kelly and you can pitch. I mean, anybody, well, obviously. Bryce back Underwood, to back, yeah. yeah, Bryce Underwood, of course. But back to back, ten win seasons and the number one offense in college football, a Bolitnikoff winner maybe, and Malik Neighbors, and then um, a potential Heisman winner in Jaden Daniels. That is, uh, that does well for recruiting in a year when you have some losses. Yes, exactly. So, um, I don't have anything else there. Um, Game ball wise, I think I had Jaden. Yeah, you and Jaden. You, you had the first pick, so you got Jaden. I Jayden. did have the first pick. I had Josh Williams. Um, oh, that was close. That's probably set. No, fourth. Malik and Brian. Malik and Brian. <laughs> done the rest there. Uh, yeah. Defensively, you went Perkins. Did I go Perkins? I, I think, think I went Swinson. I think somebody went Swinson. I did. Probably you. All right, you win. I win. You win. That's a dub. You win. Uh, and Ramos, we both went, and that's a win because he got a field goal. Grant had a nice punt. Yeah, he did. At least neither of us picked Caleb Jackson. No, time. and he fumbled it. Uh, but he did score a touchdown, which is good for him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – And apologies to all the people who had Caleb Jackson, two-plus TDs out there. I feel your pain. You know, that's a tough pill to swallow. Two-plus TDs. Caleb Jackson was probably paying plus yeah. 1,000 at uh, least. I, I have no clue. I, I could tell you exactly. <laughs> <what> <laughs> I was going to – um, uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, uh, shout out Javion Toviano, who got a second start as a freshman. He was second on the team in tackles. He got into double-digit tackles, and he picked up a really big fumble. Um, yes. That was forced early in the game. They blitzed him a lot this in, the, in his two games. They've used him in kind of an aggressive way. Whenever they blitz a corner, it's usually him. So I'll have to go back and see exactly how he played. But um, between him, Sage, Harold, uh, you know, maybe uh, Pin Omar, so on and so forth. So – yeah, um, that's it. We're about 30 minutes deep. Uh, Jimmy Lindsay returns to the sideline. Yeah, Jimmy Lindsay back, their D-line coach. Uh, I didn't I didn't see if he was coaching up D-line, but he was out there in pregame going he was out through there it pre-game. all with them. So um, good good to see him. He's been away for obvious medical reasons and uh, that occurred during fall camp, uh, which is a scary kind of stretch for him. And yeah. it's still ongoing, but good to see him back here at work and out on the field on a game day. And Matty B, we're sitting here, they're – no one's left in Tiger Stadium. They're about to hit, turn the lights off. The scoreboard says 52-35. Uh, two more games here, both at home, and the season wraps up. So soak up all the football you can get. 
Then it's men's basketball season. And women's. I know, yeah. It's, most, it's women's basketball season, but I had to, and, uh, it's had a little to bit of everything. take a dig right there. Why are you digging? That's your team. You got to cover them. It is the team I cover. It is the team I cover. Um, but all right, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope you all enjoyed the video and uh, the podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star rating review wherever you're listening. And subscribe to the Bengal Tiger uh, YouTube. Uh, thank you to everybody comments and likes and shares it. We, we appreciate it. So, um, yeah, we'll be back for the Monday mailbag. Yeah, and a dollar to join the site. And we're going to be a lot of recruit reactions from this one uh, coming in, rolling on already. We've already got them up on the board. A uh, ton of stuff coming from the recruiting weekend. So $1 to join gets you through the rest of football season. So BengalTiger.com on the On3 network. You get the entire On3 network if you sign up for the Bengal Tiger. And you help us out. And Billy, so a dollar. Um, shout out to everyone who's already a member. But if you're not – and you're listening to the pod, one buck gets you the rest of the football season to join the Bengal Tigers. So. All right, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, thanks for checking in, and we'll talk to you all later. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.